Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Torian Meacham, and you are listening to Cognac Stories. Uh, today, I'm joined by one of my uh, illustrious panelists, community activist, educator, cultural critic, uh, Polo Connoisseur. You know. He's no introduction, you know. but I'm going to go ahead and give him one. Zay Rivera, a.k.a. the Necessary Troublemaker. This is where yeah. a round of applause would come if we have one. I don't have Ooh. a second yet. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> man. I'm, a, you know, what I'm saying I'm a Ralph Lauren fanatic, Air Max junkie. But anyway, uh, not to get in that materialistic shit because people be like, "Oh my god!" But anyway, thank you, man. Appreciate no doubt, happy no doubt, to be back man. here, man. It's episode what? We gotta count that. It's episode yeah, four. It, it, uh, episode three because the 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 test episode I labeled that one episode zero. Hopefully, okay. no one listens to that because I go back and listen to it now, and it's, it was terrible. But uh, how, how, how was your weekend, man? How was your weekend, bro? We have Valentine's Day, uh, just like what two days ago. How was your weekend? Yeah, it was cool. Um, you know, I kept it low key. You know what I'm saying? And uh, my wife told me to keep it low key, but now I'm trying to feel like was that a trap? Because social media, <laughs> social media put a lot of pressure on the Joker. And I did the, yeah. the traditional stuff, but uh, took the thing out to eat. It was it was cool, man. This is a restful weekend. I needed. I just miss NFL football. What about you? Uh, you know, it was cool, man. Um, I, I didn't do shit because we're still in a pandemic, still lockdown, you know, so uh, I did some homework, uh, stayed at home. Um, I tried to redo my taxes to figure out if I actually owe money and I actually do owe money. So that that made the weekend uh, extra shitty. But other than that, you know, everything's cool, man. Um, uh, I was looking at Valentine's Day. Right. And um, you, you know how you got that one friend. That anytime mm. it's like a holiday or some shit like that, that motherfucker mm. got to be extra woke. Got to throw Buzz a Dr. Kill. Umar hat on. That used to be me, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so, I, <laughs> so I'm looking at yeah. shit, right? And, and I'm looking at like, um, you know, come Valentine's Day coming. It's like, yo, that's a man-made holiday. They trick you into, you know, doing things nice for your girl for one day out of 360. Like all that shit, right? I used to be like that. And then um, <laughs> I used to be like that, man. And then the pandemic, you know, it kind of changed is that because it's like yo fuck all the commercial shit what it's about is just like showing the, the people that you love that you love them you know what i'm saying that that you ride for them right and i'm like we always we always you know show like uh our lady or our our, our guy your significant other whatever our kids that kind of shit you know we show them love right you know mm -hmm. um but i'm gonna put you on the spot man when's the last time you told one of your boys you love them uh, I told my dudes I love them a lot, bro. Pause, no homo, no homo, but I do. Um, <laughs> it's funny you say that. It's funny you say that, but I, I do tell my dudes that I love them. You know what I'm saying? I don't say it like I love you. I just, I think it's, I think delivery matters. So I'm you don't like, like you, bro. You, don't, you don't like looking in his eye when you take me. You say that, man. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, I do tell like my good friends that, man. And, and I think it's interesting because as an adult. You know what I mean? You never know when the last time you were speaking to somebody. So I think it's important to, to sometimes leave the conversation on that note, man. Let them mm -hmm. know so there's no doubt about it that you love them. So, yeah, that's funny you mentioned that word. Yeah. I do tell my good friends that word. Yeah, because I know I, I do that with my people, man. And uh, I know they get annoyed with that shit sometimes. But um, they understand where it's coming from. And it's just like you said, man. Uh, you know, we see people dropping left and right from everything not not even just covid man you just had a uh, rest in peace to Nicki minaj's father he just got yeah. hit with a hit and run car, you know yeah. just just taking a regular walk and it's over you know and so yeah. a lot of times you know we always say like when you when you enter a room you're in a conversation or, or anything you want to leave with love i like what you said where you leave with love as well you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying because that's that's like the last impression you have on somebody you know and a lot of times 
especially when when we're not on the best of terms with people, you know, shit, it kind of gets funny, you know. So I always try to tell my dudes, my people, you know, I love you. Uh, because you never know, man. I live a I live a I live a wild lifestyle, man. You know, I might yeah. I might I might go on a coke binge. You never know. Shit uh, might blow up. I might turn in, into the young uh Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> you know what I'm right? saying? So and, and you know, I think the older, I think that also ties inside when we get older, right? The yeah, older you yeah. become you so you become more aware of your mortality. Yeah, and you start to think about these things, and, and it's crazy because I used to look at my mother like they go to mad funerals, but now I'm starting to see myself like knowing a lot of people who passed away. So mm-hmm. It's so important, man, to uh, just let the real ones know you love them, man. And um, yeah, man, that's 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 really important, man. Yeah. So with that being said, Rihanna, I know you listening. I love you, baby. I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I I know. I know. I know. ASAP. That's just practice. Just like Drake said, he just practiced for me. It's all good. But <laughs> let's go ahead and get to the entertainment. All right, so we see uh, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle is in the news again because just recently he asked everybody to stop watching this TV show. Uh, he wanted Netflix to pull it. And what happened was is that he got the rights back to his show. So that's great for him. You know, he, he, he leveraged social media, all right? So what we were talking about the other day with uh, what everybody's doing in the stock market, right? And how mm-hmm. we push the culture, we control the tempo. He leveraged social media. He leveraged his fans. He leveraged you guys, right? Got you guys mm. to stop watching the show, and he got the rights back to his IP, his property. So now he's the mm. owner of his. He didn't own his name. He didn't own the title. He didn't own his name before. Now he owns all of that again. Now you know. So another fifty million from from you know Comedy Central, and he's good. You know. So a round of applause to all y'all that got Dave Chappelle another check. Any thoughts on Dave Chappelle getting his rights back? I think you know because sometimes people look at anomalies and think that they're going to be the norm. Uh, but I think Jimmy Johnson, the former Dallas Cowboy coach, I can't find this coke. I was just looking it up. But I remember back in the day, he said there's two type of rules. This rules is superstar because he was referring to Emma Smith and rules to everybody else. Yeah. You know, we were talking about this, um, you know, equality, but this country is definitely a meritocracy. And um, he has the leverage to, to pull that. You know what I'm saying? He has a power and a loyal fan base. I mean, look, he's not even doing comedy no more. He's pretty much just doing, he's just talking. He's like an orator now. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a, a folk, like a folk artist almost. Yeah, but, uh, it's like a storyteller. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's transitioned to that seamlessly. I got nobody calling him out because he's he's like revered in the culture. And um, I think, you know, him having the power move to do that, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? But everybody can't do that because everybody don't got that leverage uh, or that cultural impact. And, um, you know, he and also I think you got to a nuance of his argument because he did acknowledge that, you know, it wasn't wrong for them to uh, do that you know it just was i mean not wrong for them in the economic standpoint you know what i'm saying because again it's, it's, it's different buckets people have to view things through you know eth- you know um ethically that's that's wrong you know business wise that's right so you know they did the right thing overall because of who he was but they ain't gonna work with everybody else so people gotta chill if they like up and coming starving artists talking about i'm gonna get off my contract but you you going double wood chill slow down yeah <laughs> Absolutely, because just like with Dave Chappelle, right? When Dave Chappelle got his show, he was just like a regular music artist that enters a new recording contract with a label, you know, and they're paying for the production costs of his TV show. They're distributing it on a network. So they're giving you a check flat out, bam, and they're taking ownership of all that because they need that to get in the syndication so they can recoup all that, you know. But um, yeah, the same thing Dave Chappelle did is no different than, you know, what Megan Thee Stallion did, what Little Uzi Vert did, you know, all these uh, acts that are requesting 
deals be restructured and trying to get back their publishing, their various rights. That's all they're doing is leveraging their fan base. You know, so shot Dave Chappelle. Uh, apparently, he also has a, uh, a new special coming. So that's what's up. Uh, happy for Dave Chappelle. Next. I don't like Justin Timberlake, so I'm gonna try to not be biased. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to pull any punches. Like I, I don't want to pull any punches. I don't want to seem like I'm, I'm being uh, objective because I, I'll be the first one to say that you should be objective, right? Uh, especially if you use, if you're on this kind of platform. So I'm gonna be objective and just say I don't like Justin Timberlake. So he is in the news for apologizing to uh, Janet Jackson. He also apologized to Britney Spears, but we're not concerned with that. We're concerned with. <laughs> Jackson, all right, Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. So he finally came out and said that he apologized for his participation in the uh, wardrobe malfunction that happened at the Super Bowl. Was, was that like 20 years ago? Or, yeah, or, I just listened to something before this. It was 17 years ago. It was 2004. 17 Damn. years ago. 17 years ago. Yeah. And, uh, and he apologized for that. And you know what? Congratulations, Justin Timberlake. However, two things. One is late as fuck. All right. So you get no credit for that. And then two, you're only doing this because we stopped fucking with your music. That's <laughs> it. Right. That's it. We stopped fucking with your music. Your last album wasn't that great. All right. You ruined a pair of Jordans by putting a check mark on them. And uh, I'm going to just leave it at that. I don't like Timberlake. He just apologized. When did I he can't be objective. Music, we, I can't remember. Man in the Woods. That, that, that was his last album. Oh. Man in the Woods. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Wasn't he trying to go like in a different direction from his R and B fan base? He was, he was like, he didn't do work with Timbaland on that or something, right? Nah, he, he he was trying to he was trying to cultivate that Make America Great Again audience, and mm. it, it backfired. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm lying, but he, yeah, he, he was trying to go into different. Yeah, that. he was trying to express himself creatively. Uh, yeah. He he went into the woods, got lost, and now he's asking for the black yes, folks to help him yes, because man. we said, hey, until you apologize to Janet, we we're not fucking with you, bro. It's been long enough. You know, well, so I don't know if that's true because uh, I'm pretty sure all the songs he made, like Suit and Tie, came after that Janet situation. Yes. But I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I am all speculation because I am biased. So I, I'm but, just making shit up right now. I don't know. I think this whole, you know, I just think that I don't know, man. I just get annoyed with all these long ass Twitter apologies. First of all, did you apologize to her? I think that'd be dope. Like if someone come out and say, how about the person you apologize if they come out and tweet like, yo, such and such just, just sent me a real heartfelt message or had a strong conversation. To me, that would be stronger than you doing this open letter to the to, to court of public opinion, right? Because to me, that shows you that you're genuine. Now, I don't know if you had a conversation with her, but, you know, these things just seem very calculated by public relations. Like someone just saw reading the room like, yo, you need to get on this. You need to get ahead of this because they're mad about Britney. Need to get ahead of this because it, it's Black History Month. They're gonna get mad about you about Janet again. That's what I'm saying. The Black it History seems, rollout. Like it, it, it just, <laughs> it just, I, I, I just don't like buy it. You know what I'm saying? And um, I don't know. I think time would tell if he got an agenda more so beyond trying to trying to stay on our side. Because if he come out with some music soon, then it's gonna really be some bullshit, man. But yeah. uh, I don't know. Too he's, little, he's, too late. He's, he's got it. Everybody, everybody is is hyper aware of everything, and women have all the momentum. So. They are they they have taken stock to everybody you know to everybody that's done some some wild shit and they're like nah you gotta you gotta pay bro and it's just like you said like Britney's back in the news because of like her emancipation issues with her dad controlling her stuff and they're like hey what about Justin and we just had a Super Bowl and they're like yo it's been a long right. time and, and Justin played a role in, in both of these uh you know in, in, in two big 
you know, superstar pop females, you know, career. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he's had a, a negative effect on both of their careers at the points where he was involved, you know, where he turned the fans against Britney because of their relationship. And then when Janet had her issue, we just said, Hey, oh, oh cry me a river. Cry, he dipped cry out. Me a, you know, cry me a river, man, over that Britney Spears stuff. Yeah, hey man, it's a dope record, man. But you know, see what I did there? <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, but yeah, man, I, I don't. I, you you won't you will not see me listening to any Justin Timberlake records. There will be no album review. Uh, much success and uh, all that good shit to you, Timberlake. So you mean to tell me? You. you mean to tell me if you was in in, in uh, a bar, I smacked the uh, shit out of Timberlake. And and uh, to the um, end of time came on, and a girl was just looking sexy as hell. Is that a, is that a Timberlake song? I, I wouldn't know. Woo, that song, man, that's a that's classic. A, that's a Timberlake song. Timberland and Beyonce actually. Well, Beyonce did a remix with him, but uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's a, that's a banger right there. But anyway, I feel you though. He can't. Yeah, sing. if it's not Timberland, <laughs> if, if, if it's not if it's if 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 it's not Timberland or Neptune's on production, I do not listen to Timberlake. That mm. that that is that is the interlock. That's the caveat, the gateway mm. drug. You know, like okay. I don't, I don't. Nah, man, I'm good. Like he. He's shown his character over the years. It. And it's not saying that he's a bad guy, just not my type of artist I fuck with. Another thing, enough by him, Tory Lanez, all right? Mm. What, the, what the fuck is going on with Tory Lanez? Because he, he's he moving. Is like, he is bro. moving like nothing's wrong. <laughs> he's moving like nothing's wrong. And everybody he, else, mm. everybody else is doing shit with him. Yes, you know I thought saying? he was radio. I thought he was radioactive before. Now people taking pictures with him, playing basketball with him. Yo, it's funny yeah. you say that. And you even got that on the list of things to talk about. But I was thinking, like, yo, like I thought he was radioactive. I mean, he was for about three months, and then <laughs> uh, he 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 went to his uh, arraignment, I guess, wherever the fuck they had. I don't know. I'm not even following the case anymore because it's hard for me to do that when the victim is twerking every five seconds you know what i'm saying oh it's God. just it's just like yo you know what i'll let i'll let the courts concern themselves with it you know what i'm saying like i'll i'll support victims and support black women but i'm okay like it's it's in the court system right now and neither one of them seems worried about it you know neither, that's the they, thing like they young and live like they both look like they live in like they on a spring break every damn week yeah because if you recall when chris brown and rihanna had their shit they kind of fell back from the limelight for damn near yeah, a year. yeah, yeah. For, for nearly a year and after this shit happened they were back on IG live going back and forth like there was still a couple you know what I'm saying but, so, but, but I think also that that kind of speaks to maybe whoever their PR people are maybe they probably like yo they probably told them to do this like stay in the public eye so it might be a strategy behind that it's, it's a method to that madness and, and it's working for Tory I ain't it's working for Tory it's, it's really working, working for Tory bro yeah it's, it's I really mean, working for him and, and I wonder will that translate over when they go to court because you know public opinion is so influential yeah I, I think um and, it, and see, it depends on how to, is it a civil case? Is it a criminal case? Like we, we got two witnesses that have, they've been radio silent the whole time, you know? So really it's just like a, he say, she say thing at this point, we know somebody was shot. We know somebody had a gun. We, we, yeah. we and that's, so my thing is still like, yo, you shot a woman. Yeah, it's an it's, accident. It's, your, it's an accident. Yeah. It's on purpose. Like I, I don't really need to know the details. Um, it's no, no way of justifying that. How? There's a way to justify it. She I mean, grabs the gun. They're wrestling for it at the bottom of the car, shoots in the foot. That's the only way. But still, it's like, bro, you got security. Why was there a gun even accessible by anybody in the car? 
You know what I'm saying? And, 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 sure. that's, and that's, that's my thing, man. But uh, yeah, Tory Lanez is, you know how like you would cheat on your girl or some shit and you know she kind of caught you, but you still just move like that shit never happened. That's Tory Lanez right now. Like Tory Lanez <laughs> is moving like that motherfucker that got caught doing some shit, but he's like, yo, fuck it. You can leave or live with it. Just yeah, like Pusha T said, you can leave or live with it. And that's what he's telling the fans and the media right now is that you can leave me the fuck alone and say I'm radioactive or you can just live with the shit. Like every other artist that's done some shit like this, and, yeah, and that's what I think is gonna happen. Eddie Murphy, I remember Eddie Murphy had a joke. I think it was in Delirious. Like, wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just serious. Like, wasn't me. He said, like, yeah. instead of trying to argue about it, it just reminded me of that, man. And that's a great point, bro. I just, I'm, I'm interested to see how this develops, man. We yeah, because I mean, because like my, my my concern is like, and and none of this shit was on the fucking docket for today. None of this shit was on the docket, right? And now it goes into the real question, right? Let's say you got a friend. And he's accused of domestic violence. How do you support him? Or do you leave him alone? You know? Or can you still be in public with him? Or do you have, like, how do you support the victim when you know both of them? Like, what, what's the protocol? Like, what's appropriate? You know? Well, maybe, maybe you got to approach it like America with China. You know what I'm saying? We know what they're doing to the Uyghurs, but we getting money with them. So, say that. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. <laughs> nah, I, I, I told my students about the Uyghurs today, and I just said, like, that's like association. You're guilty by association. But I, I just think it depends on how, how, how big you are on principles. Now, if you're talking that principle shit, you got to stand by that. Stay away from those people that, that go against the, what you stand for. Me personally, I can't stand with someone that, that's a deadbeat dad, an abuser, a thief. You know what I'm saying? I just can't do those type of things. Uh, so I would, I would keep my distance, man, and, um, you know... I choose my, my morals, values, and principles over over clout. You know what I'm saying? But everybody not cut from that cloth no more. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you, man. Cause you know, it's like you, I'm, I'm, you know, you assume that the people in in the music industry they're all friends or whatnot, so they're they're still gonna be around people. But it's like, yo, like we know what happened, and so if I'm rocking with you, does that mean I support what you did? If I haven't said anything of the different. You know, saying like, yo, you know what? I don't I don't condone his actions, but that's still my man. I'm supporting him. That, that's what they do I, I in politics. Do. That's what they do I, in politics, but we don't do that shit like in real life. But but also, you know, uh, I can't argue when people use the uh, guilty, I mean, innocent to proven guilty argument. Like to me, that that principle does matter. You know what I'm saying? We don't we don't we don't live by that enough as a society. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because you presume innocent till proven guilty. Right. So I guess the people that are standing next to him, if they if they say that honestly, I'd be like the cops when you are in in a in a, uh, in a room getting interrogated. Like, I want to speak to my lawyer. I fall back. Like, all right, well, fuck it. <laughs> you, you waiting? You waiting until we find out the truth? And I can't be mad at you for doing that. Yeah, that's 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 wild, man. You know, so uh, you know, good luck to everybody involved in their uh, court proceedings. You know, I hope I hope justice is served. You yeah, and, and people like Nori, man. Nori, man. Nori the old head, man. I saw Nori standing next to uh, Tory Lanez, man. I'm like, yo, come on, Nori. Like, uh, certain people from my generation need to just, like, leave these young boys alone. Stop trying to get their mojo, man. I mean, it, here's the thing, man. And, and this this may seem like a hot take, but uh, we, we, put more, we put more relevance on, like, not snitching than we do with holding other men accountable. You know what I'm saying? Because we're quick to say, yo, don't snitch, don't snitch, don't snitch. Snitching is some some whole shit, yada, yada, yada. You know, but when it comes to your man not taking care of his kids, 
your man, mm. your man beating his wife or treating his woman, you know, or dogging her out, whatever, whatever. We don't keep that same energy. Like we don't keep that same energy of trying to hold people accountable to these morals and principles that we have. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the shit that like somebody snitching does not matter at all. Right. Mm. In the long run of, in the grand scheme of the community. Right. But how a man interacts with the women in his life, that does affect not only that family, but the extended people around them. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, we, we, we put more credence into a motherfucker's street cred than her actual manhood, you know? Yeah. So that's just selective, something I noticed. Selective mor- morality. Yeah, exactly, right, exactly. Right, right. But all right, man, let, let's get into some uh, some actual real stuff here, some some topics, man. So the first thing I want to talk about is there's been a, a house bill proposed that would have public schools offer a semester-long course in Black American history. So <laughs> in, in Alabama, in Colbert County, a new house bill proposes public K-12 schools should include a semester-long course in Black American history. If passed, the required course will provide, uh, it will cover important events in Black American history, including the history of slavery in America. And then in Alabama, their long history has included Black Americans for centuries, from slavery to being the birthplace of historic figures like Nat King Cole and Rosa Parks. Whoa, 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 whoa. You said Nat King Cole. You mean you mean Nat King Cole? Or you mean like Nat, uh, Nat Turner? No, like Nat King Cole. Oh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> no. I thought that was a mistake. I'm about to say, what the hell? No. What he got to no. do with that? <laughs> no, we're just talking about Alabama people that was born there, man. Oh. But yeah, and so and so th- th- this is uh, interesting because we just saw in Utah where they had a school that had the ability to make it uh, optional where you could opt out of Black History Month, and now you have Alabama, which is doing the opposite and trying to make uh, uh, a semester long course teaching in depth what happened or just black American history, which itself as an educator, uh, what's your take on this? Uh, first of all, my, I want to make sure we're in the same interpretation. The house bill was for the legislation of Alabama, correct? Not like the house of representatives for the whole country, right? No, no, just Alabama. Okay. All right. I'm about yeah. to say, I'm about to say, hold up. Um, my take on it is, um, <laughs> I think what people need to do is attack the writers of the standards. Right. I think we need to have a, a discussion, open up the standards, the, the common core, because that's what we uh, as educators have to teach by. So it's common core that was established by the No Child Left Behind with the Bush administration. And this is just pretty much standardizing up the, the standards that we learned across the board. And, um, you know, of course, it's very uh, Eurocentric, um, you know, white centric. So I think they just need to do a better job of including every ethnic background or community that built this country all the leaders and intertwine that, do a better job of telling the whole picture and um, instead of trying to do like this type of thing right here. I don't necessarily agree with this. You know what I'm saying? Make, making it mandatory because I feel like the history that they're trying to go for is all teaching the struggle. And my take against this is history doesn't necessarily teach empathy. It just uh, sometimes teach sympathy. And I think that's, that's, that's uh, I don't want them, I don't want sympathy. I just, I want like, uh, uh, equal voice because I want everyone to understand like, yo, we all put something into this. And I think they need to focus on uh, trying to like get rid of this white supremacist centric. And I hate saying white supremacist. I feel like that's a hot button issue, but it just shows that, you know, like the way like, you know, philosophers from uh, Greek philosophers are the best philosophers. The enlightenment is the best um, intellectual era. So we're just saying that all these European movements are the best of humanity. Right. And that's yeah. not true. So to me, that is the way you're teaching supremacy indirectly. You need to maybe rethink those things. You know what I'm saying? I told my students when I be quoting Hove, I said, you know, 
I call Hov because Hov is like my philosopher. You know what I'm saying? I can use these things that he said facts, facts. In, into my conversation. You know what I'm saying? More so than I can talk about so- Socrates, Plato, and all those people. So I just think we got to sometimes, you know, re- re- rethink these these constructs that, that we've been following for so long. Yeah. Hey, so I got I got to offer a correction. So this is not for Alabama. It's proposed by two representatives from Alabama. This is for a nationwide oh, mandate. It's na- nationwide? Yeah, oh, this, wow. this is a nationwide mandate. And uh, right now what has to happen is that the bill must first clear the House Education Policy yeah. Committee before being sent to potential votes in the House and Senate. And so that's uh man, that's 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 a slippery slope, man, because you, yeah. you want you want the history being taught, but you know, you don't want it being force fed. And then if it's going to be uh, a mandate to all American public schools, then you already know it's going to be whitewashed. You know, exactly. like it's, it's going to be sanitized because they're not going to talk about like you, they're not going to talk about Pro in a public mm. school the way it needs to be talked about that. that, that, that like if you're, if you're receiving federal tax dollars, you're not going to have a federally funded course that talks about how the FBI assassinated every black leader. Yeah. That's not going to happen. And, and that's not what happens happen. is that you'll get the sanitized uh, version of history and no one wants that. And then the other thing is, is that um, I don't think it's be mandated because what's stopping them from saying, okay, if we're going to make black history mandatory, then we're going to make sex ed mandatory, or now we're going to make uh, creationism or evolution mandatory. Mm. You know? And we all know that those type of things have been super, super hot button issues. And you know, we we we've we we've shut down schools. We, we've we've had riots over shit like that over teaching creationism or evolution in school. You know, there were civil there, there were uh, goddamn Supreme Court cases about this shit. You know, so what we teach in the schools, especially when it's public education, is is very crucial. So I think uh, the way you said with integrating all the cultures in American history, that is what needs to be done because you have damn near every culture uh, that's here in America, you know, was started by some kind of minority group that came in under these, you know, harsh circumstances and then found a way to make it happen. You know, if they, yeah. they found a way to pull themselves up by their bootstraps and create something here. And if we could just teach that instead of the struggle, right? You you, you teach what came out of that struggle, you Absolutely. know, and, and instead of saying, oh, you know, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and Megar Evers were all killed. You still have a million of the black leaders that didn't get killed, who you can focus right. on, that lived long right. lives and died in their beds surrounded by family. And plus you have the other generations of leaders past that, that you can talk about. So I, I think that is what uh, would need to happen, but that would be more on an individual basis. That, that would be more on the actual teacher and their, uh, their buy-in to the product that they're putting out to these kids. Yeah, and they also got to, um, I think just at least have it as an elective. I remember Black History, my, my freshman year of high school, Black History was like an elective. Like they actually taught that in, um, in high school. But of course, you know, as the test scores go down, then these electives get taken away. And um, ultimately, man, that bill is not going to make it to the floor. I don't think so. Uh, I mean, they're still trying to get a, a commission to study the uh, economic impact of slavery on America that has never made it. And that seemed like that's a bigger <laughs> issue. And that's yeah. been like in, in process forever. Because at the end of the day, like it's a capitalist country, guys. And humanities don't make no money. So they're not going to make some humanities-centric or oriented uh, like curriculum be mandatory. 
they're trying they're going to push us in, i feel like they're pushing us in the direction of making this math which is important to get our country back on point competitively math and stem but uh yeah i don't know i don't think this is going any further man. <laughs> symbolic it's just symbolic just like symbolic like a lot of stuff that people have been doing I'm not for the symbolic gestures man I don't, I'm, I'm over that yeah I, th I think uh right now everybody we just want to see results you know we want to see we want to see actionable items we want to see results we want to see plans you know like all the all the symbolism that's over you know yeah that's over it's time for, it's time for action to quote Facts. red man it's time it's time for some action all right Jersey. So, <laughs> All right, so the next thing we want to get into is the police, man. Mm. You know, and uh, me, anybody that knows me knows I'm one of the biggest critics of the police. Uh, shout out to all the good cops out there. You guys know who you are. The ones that are shitty cops, you guys know who you are, you know, and <laughs> you will continue to be held accountable, all right, by the people. But there was a, a scientific study done on the Chicago Police Department, uh, and it showed that Black and Hispanic police officers tend to stop, arrest, and use force against civilians less often than white officers do, and female officers of all races use less force than their male colleagues, uh, a new case study showed. So information on the demographics and behavior of thousands of Chicago police officers revealed how officers of different races and genders acted while on similar patrol assignments. Uh, while these results do not shed light on why these differences exist, they do suggest that diversifying the US police departments, which are normally all white men, can improve uh, police treatment of minority communities. And that was in a, in a February 12th issue of Science News. Yes, right? yes, data, data. It said that um, 15 point, it, it's black officers made 15.16 fewer arrests over the course of a hundred shifts compared to their white uh, colleagues. And um, it's just interesting, man. I didn't think about a lot of these data and um. And also, when I read that, it talked about how they was really struggling through the Open Records Request Act. Like, these police officers and these unions are so powerful, man. Like, they don't want the truth to be revealed. That's why it's not a, a, a central location where all the data goes where we can just study it in its totality. Um, but uh, I don't know, man. One of my things about this is, is these unions, man. These unions, bro. Like, I be coming at my wife because she's a union uh, person. I've never been in a union before. Yeah. Yeah, did you? I, I work for a charter, so oh, okay, okay, you know what okay. I'm saying. I feel like sometimes unions can protect people, and they are it's, it's important. But I think a lot of times, what I hear is unions are enabling people to do, to get away with shit, mm. and 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 they become so political and such a force that like they they got they got the employers shook. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I think you know these white uh, officers with these strong union heads. You know what I mean? They're protecting them and allowing them to do this shit, man. It's crazy, bro. It's, it's, it's so much to be set off for this study. I'm glad you put this on the agenda. Yeah, and I mean, with that, because uh, this is like a multifaceted topic right here because we got yeah. the interaction between minority officers and white officers and then women using less force than all of them combined. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think that that just has to show with just... Compassion. Uh, if I'm walking down the street, right? And I see you with a hoodie and you're just walking, minding your business. You don't look suspicious to me, right? But if you're walking with a hood on to a white cop, you look suspicious, you know? And, that, and that's something that, like, we, we, know, we know these factors that they use uh, to determine what's going to be, like, 
like a like a fifteen to one ratio, fifteen more stops per shift than uh, the the minority officers. That's insane. That that just means you're going out there just to fuck with people. You know, it's like, hey, I don't have shit to do but be hurt from the wire and just fucking try to bust heads until I get fucking fired. That's it. And then we've seen these same union heads. They're the ones that stopped or that, that tried to stop body cams from being mandatory. All right. Yeah. They're the ones that, that don't want civilian review boards, that mm -hmm. don't want Woo. the uh, all, all the use of force uh, incidents public. The officer misconduct records that you now see states are starting to make public, uh, they're the ones that stop misconduct like officer misconduct so that means you've been uh you've been found guilty of a crime while in commission of your duties as an officer why would they keep that quiet why why, why is that private if my criminal record is public why would somebody that has uh cognizant authority over everyone in the community why would their record not be uh public why would they not be held to a higher standard than we are keep right what you just about to i just about to jump into that higher standard right they don't keep the same energy across the board right they expect these special privileges special set of rules but they don't want to be held to a higher level of accountability because they have this special place in society and and, and it, it, it reminds me of a couple years ago uh we I, we had went to like this police conversation with the community and um i proposed having a police review board at asbury park and the police mm -hmm. chief then he said, his name, uh, Police Chief Solano, he got a whole bunch of shit with him. But anyway, he said he doesn't feel comfortable with, I'm surprised people in there make a big deal of this, but people that might be like high school graduates or people who aren't as educated being on a police civilian board. So he was just making an argument that people wouldn't be as intelligent enough to do the right thing and maybe just responding based off of emotion instead of logic when holding police accountable. By the way, he uh, he's suing Asbury Park uh as of August of 2019 for reverse discrimination. And he got a suit settled, by the way. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so so he's, that's a whole other story. And also he was uh, in trouble for taking police cars to like Florida for personal business. But um, again, man, like they need to be held to that accountability. They need to be held to that standard across the board. Keep that same energy. Yeah, because I mean, like if you look at uh, the standards that we have to have people in the, in the military with, or the standard that you have like a nurse, right? compared to a cop if you if you're if you get a dui right and you're a nurse you lose your license right if you if you get a dui and you're in the military you can lose your career if you're a cop and you get a dui you just go to work the next day that that that's that's what because we've seen numerous cases where cops have gotten duis or they're, they're on camera trying to use their position to get out of duis and they're allowed back mm. to work they're allowed right back mm. behind the wheel you yeah. know and in any other field you, you can't do that. You, you've had cases where cops have been caught uh, drunk on duty. If you're a, a medical practitioner and you're caught under the influence of alcohol or any kind of drug while in like a, a duty status, you're on a shift, they'll, they'll fucking, they'll, they'll remove your license. You'll lose the ability to practice medicine. So why mm. is it that I can walk around with a gun and badge, rough you the fuck up, violate the laws that I'm supposed to enforce and not be held accountable, you know, because um, of these unions. Absolutely. But um, I don't want to deviate too far. I think this was a great topic because um, it talked about demographics reform, yeah. which is uh, demographics reform in policing, a.k.a. diversifying law enforcement. Because they said that, you know, um, in Chicago, um, what they said, the department is pretty much majority white, you know, and it's a very diverse city. 
And, um, you know, they got to do a better job of uh, eliminating that stigma and doing more better, doing a better job of recruiting from within those cities. Uh, and, and also um, putting people of color in positions of leadership, you know, and yeah. again, stop letting these unions undermine leadership. I mean, I'm, I, I don't know about, I pay attention to Trenton because I teach in Trenton also. So they got a police, they got a black woman who's a police director. So it's like a civilian position. She's not the chief, quote unquote, but she's in charge of the force. And you got the union trying to undercut her, undermine her, like like making public statements, trying to kick her back in. So how are you going to have someone keeping a position of authority and people keeping people online when you got someone like that you paying dues to that's undermining her publicly? So again, it, and this is because you don't have you lack diversity in leadership positions, real leadership positions. Yeah. yeah I mean, representation matters, you know, and it's like, uh, I, I recall growing up and you see, you know, we, we saw a lot of cops that were from our community that looked like us. And so a lot of us were inspired to go become cops. And then that started, to, the trend started to shift away from that. And you had like a bunch of people that weren't from the community, Word. didn't look like you, and now they're becoming cops. And we're not going into law enforcement now, you know, because we, we don't see us. The people that look like us, they're retired, they left, and then there was no one to continue to cultivate uh, like that, that, that new crop, that, those new recruits. Like they used to have, Mentorship. they used to explorers. have these programs, the Explorers. And um, one, of my, one, of my, one of my cousins was uh, in it and he was telling me about it, how like after like his, his graduating class, after they did it, uh, no one like kept, kept back up with it, you know? Mm. And uh, I used to think yeah. it was cool, you know, you get to ride around with the cops, do shit like that. I'm like, yo, if like, bro, do you, first off, First off, yo, cops get paid. You know what I'm saying? Hell, hell these yeah. Motherfuckers, these motherfuckers get paid a lot of money. And, uh, yeah. you know, you get paid while you're in the academy. Uh, you, you, you get paid, man. You get paid. Overtime. And you get paid overtime. You get to get off-duty uh, money that you can make. Like, it's, it's, so, it's, it's a big-ass money racket. You get a big-ass pension, retire, all that kind of stuff, right? So there, and, then, and then there's, like, if they, they just got to market police better besides the reform. You got to market it, man. You got to make it yeah. attractive. Like, you see the commercials they have for the military, right? Uh, you don't see shit like that for local law enforcement. You don't, you don't see commercials or marketing to attract kids to law enforcement. It's like, yo. So, if, show them cars them cops be riding. Them cops yeah, they, they riding around in Hellcats, man. They be riding around <laughs> in big, big whips. <laughs> These big motherfuckers, whips. I, I, bro, I seen, I seen a BMW i8 cop car, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> yo, if, if your department has an i8, you should have at least ten black people in that department. <laughs> you know yeah, I know a cop. Like, I know a cop. I know a cop that got a Bentley. As a cop car? No, he just got. Oh. A, I mean, he want here. I mean, he got other shit going on, but he like the Mike Lowry. Yeah, I was about to say, is his name Mike Lowry? <laughs> shit, man. Like, he like Mike Lowry, but yeah, it, it's definitely a way to get you in a good position. Like you said, sometimes if you make it look cool and and it show like, yo, you can really make a great living off of this shit. Mm -hmm. It might entice more of our people from our community to pursue it. Yeah, because I don't know, like, there was a time when I wanted to be a law enforcement officer. You know, I wanted to be a cop. I thought about it seriously. But then I realized I couldn't be a cop. And um, the reason is, is because I, I don't like people, you know. And, and, and the reason why I say that is because, I, you know, it's like this, man. A cop's job isn't to solve crimes. It's to enforce the laws, right? So if you give somebody like me a gun and badge, I'm going straight to the crack house. You know what I'm saying? I'm going straight to the trap. And then eventually what's going to happen is I'm going to turn into Denzel and I'm going to just be robbing drug dealers. 
you know, and, and that's not cool. Like, I, but I know, I know me, I know I'm going to go out there and try to be fucking Frank Serpico and clean up everything. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to go out there knocking on drug dealers doors. Like, yo, I'm, I'm going to be like Omar with a badge. It's like, yo, if I can't arrest you, I'm just going to take all your shit. Every mm. time I see you, that's it. No charge. I'm just taking your shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's you like, but, Cop and Asbury. That's, uh, remember, you heard about the cop and Asbury took the drug dealer uh, watches. I know the cop name. I didn't want to say his name, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to keep the shit. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna turn it in as evidence. But I'm like, yo, this is an active investigation now, bro. Like you're in a known drug area. Like you know yeah. you are. You know, and you don't got to be a dickhead about it. It's just like, bro, you know what time it is. This is a game. And if we're mm. gonna play the game, I'm gonna play the fucking game. But then you don't live a long life like that. You don't yeah. make a lot of friends. So all the people that I know mm. that are police officers have uh they've uh wisely advised me to not get into law enforcement because i would get myself killed because yo one I, of your former classmates is a cop i got a lot of former classmates I'm talking about like cops. one he like a he like an infamous cop he like you know half white half black are you talking about uh showing the shader yeah <laughs> shout out to showing the shader man he just shot somebody but uh, <laughs> listen listen I, I, I say that that's that's public news public record you will not see me say anything negative about what happened because it happened. There. It happened. It happened, and he was doing his job, man. He was doing his job. From what I saw and from what I read, hey, man, he was doing his job. You know what I'm saying? And they, they tried to they try to play that angle like he's yeah, a sure he's a did. white cop. He's a white cop that shot a black person. Is like, well, like, he from Asbury. Like, yeah, I'm like, like, he grew up with us. Exactly. You know, I don't know but, the full story, so I'm not taking his side per se or any side for that matter. But I hate they trying to just just take the moment that's going on in history and use that shit because yeah. don't apply to everything. It's not a one size fit all. Yeah, and I mean, j just for issues like that, man. Um, that's why we need uh, mental health practitioners out there on these welfare checks you know and because we, we see a rise in all these interactions between cops and people yes. having mental health breakdowns where they know the person that they're going to see they've seen them more than once and, yes. and there's a there's a comfortability level between them but the law enforcement officer still isn't trained to handle this person's mental breakdown de-escalate that mm -hmm. yeah they, they're not they're not truly trained to that situation uh and that's not knocking the police you guys just are mental health professionals, you know, yeah, absolutely, like I, absolutely. I don't expect, I don't expect the cop to talk somebody down off a bridge. No, you're going to get pulled down with that motherfucker. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and, they, and they need to have a better system. Cause you think about it, right? Like you mentioned, if they keep encountering certain people for certain issues, then maybe they should have a system where if a certain name pops up, it should escalate to a certain part of the department that they go respond. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So man, that's, and that's why they talk about, uh, not it shouldn't be defunding the police, but reallocating. But yeah, we we can go so much. We can go so many different directions with this because we talked about race and the the, the over policing by people from different communities, mainly white people. Shout, uh, shout out to all the white listeners. If you want to learn how to be an ally, go to uh, www.blackhistorystuff.com. That's not an actual website, but I'm pretty sure you put it in, something will come up. <laughs> something will come up. <laughs> no, hey, white people, if you want to learn how to be an ally, just watch uh bt for one day you will see baby boy <laughs> you will see the movie baby boy five times that will train you how to be around black folks all right that's it that's all yeah, you need tyrese yeah. tyrese will teach you all mm. right but 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 no so um uh, so speaking of race man uh listen we're gonna talk about black shit all the time I, if you're not used to hearing it, you're used to hearing it man 
Yes. Right? J- just, just off rip. All right. Off rip. So there's a TV show on reality TV show. Very famous. It's called the black the bachelor. I was about to say the, the bachelor. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's the, it's the bachelor. Turn into so a black exploitation movie. Yeah. So for the first time <laughs> that, that, that was called flavor of love. That was the black exploitation bachelor TV show. <laughs> Shout out, shout out to Flavor Flav for completely embarrassing the culture. Flavor but also, Flav. thank you, thank you for introducing us to Delicious. I appreciate Oof. that. So, uh, yo, so the Oof. Bachelor, the Bachelor. Shout out to Shaq. So the Bachelor, <laughs> Shaq. If you're listening, eat a dick. <laughs> Matter of fact, Shaq, how my ass tastes. Rest in peace to Kobe. So, yo, so with the Bachelor, they have a, a black lead character. He's the person that has all the Bachelorettes vying for his attention. And they're having a bunch of issues with race on the show because a bunch of the females, sorry, a bunch of the women on the show, Caucasian women, they have had some questionable pasts, mm. uh, i.e. liking, you know, posts with George Floyd getting nailed on mm. uh, and like uh, promoting QAnon theories, all that kind of shit that's like not conducive to being in a relationship with somebody that, you know, kind of doesn't like racism and oppression. So <laughs> my thing is, um, fuck The Bachelor. Can you be pro-black if you date outside your race? That's the first mm. thing. That's the first thing. And then two, mm. if you date outside your race or your culture, uh, is are, are there minimum requirements for your potential partner to have? Uh, I think you can be pro-black and date outside your race. Um, that's a funny thing. I've seen people saying that stuff. I mean, Dr. Umar, it, come get this nigga. He's I mean, a traitor. Shit. <laughs> if, if you use that logic, if you use that logic, I mean, I'm talking about the people who use that logic. They use that logic. You might as well just throw Harry Belafonte out the window. Basically, throw, throw you know Obama out, you know. Though, though a lot of people, <laughs> like Harry Belafonte is, is is pretty much like the godfather of the civil rights movement. that had actual actual legislation passed, I mm. must say. I might add, because people always talk about what they did and didn't do. They actually got laws passed. Yeah. Regardless if they followed it or not, like ain't too many movements can say no shit like that. But, um, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I think it do take away your credibility somewhat, but I think you can still be pro-black. You know what I mean? Wait, so so dating, date, so wait, so dating outside your race or dating, dating a Caucasian I think, woman? I think dating outside of your race across the board. You know what I'm saying? Because, so if uh, I date a Dominican, I'm a traitor to my people. No, no, I ain't say all that. I just said I'll, it takes away. Hey, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to set you up. I'm trying to get the little clip see, that we're going to, I'm trying to get the clip. I'm like, so you're telling me that I'm a race traitor if I date yeah. a Puerto Rican woman. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> well, I think, I think, I think, you know, I think you know you have to be aware of 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 uh, you know how black black you are, right? So don't yeah. be talking about black relationships if you're not with a black relationship. Yes, but they don't take away from you being black. Black. Yeah, it's different <laughs> levels to it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like I'm like I'm not gonna talk about prison life because that's like I hate this even associate that with blackness because that's so stereotypical. But a lot of my homies be having jail talk. You know what I mean? And uh, sometimes that's like a, a a bonding experience with some folks. Unfortunately, a lot of black people who are political prisoners. So I got to make sure I, I, I explain this and flush this out because people are going to get on my ass about this. So anyway, so <laughs> I can't relate to that lifestyle, but a lot of black people can, right? Uh, but that don't make me less black. So um, as far as dating outside your race, man, I, you know, it, it kind of dilutes our people a little bit because- Whoa, whoa, you know whoa, whoa. I mean? When you say dilute, are you trying uh, to keep us pure? 
Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Just the coffee is not as black as it once was. <laughs> wait, hold up. Hey, wait. First off, we, we, just we, we can't be on here sounding like some uh, African Aryans. We, we can't we can't do that. Yeah, I know. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm just, you know, you know, sometimes the more you talk, the more you're wrong. I really yeah. don't care, man, because we we all black when the lights go off. Exactly. So, I mean, for me, <laughs> hey, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, man. Uh, I was in an interracial relationship. I was married to a white woman. A white woman for for six years. It was a great learning experience. Um, what I will say is this: uh, Can you be pro black and date outside your relationship? Yes, it just takes work. Uh, <laughs> you got to actually do shit. Because I know I know people that have the blackest wives, and they don't do shit for black folks. Right. <laughs> like they don't do anything in the community. They don't donate. They're not. They, they don't even associate with black people or the or the culture. Period. You know. So. Just because you got a black wife doesn't mean you're about this black life, all right? That's a bar. It's going to be in a T-shirt. You try to steal it, I'm going to sue you, all right? Keep that yeah, in yeah, mind. Yeah, so, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I see people really, like, making strong claims about that. And the people that be talking and co-signing that, ain't this shit for black people. That's what I'm saying. They haven't done anything. But they have a, an opinion. They, they want to critique you. The, the other question was, if you date outside uh, your culture, should you know something about that that culture that you're going to be interacting with prior to dating uh, someone outside your culture? I think so. I think you should. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you got to pander. That's what I, I, don't like, <laughs> I don't like white people pander. You know what I'm saying? Like, so so the, first, the first date, don't the, pander. So if I'm a white guy dating a black woman, I can't be like, hey, first date, Popeyes. You know what I'm saying? Nah. That's not going to work. And white people, don't be trying to give, ask me to give you some... Um, Electric slide lessons, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> just understand your limitations, right? I understand my limitations. I'm not going to try to front. Just be you, you know what I mean? And that's what makes relationships better is when everyone can bind their uniqueness together, right? That's what the yes. melting pot of America is all about. But um, nah, I, you know what I mean? What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the question was, are there prerequisites for dating outside the culture? So I, I've dated all types of women, uh, women, uh, you know, hey, man, listen, Rainbow Coalition, I'm trying to unite everyone, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to unite everyone, man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I, hey, listen, man, I just saw uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, you know, mm. I'm, I'm just trying to be the Fred Hampton when it comes to my ladies, man, I'm trying to unite mm. everyone from all different aspects together under right. one, one roof, one roof, right, and so my thing is, I've dated outside of of uh, the culture a bunch of times. I try to do a little research on <laughs> who I'm dealing with because I, I don't want to get in a situation where I do something that's offensive, you know, because I, I know mm. how it would feel towards me, you know? And it's like, well, shit, it, it'll take me 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes if I'm interested in somebody romantically, or even if it's just like, we're new friends, we're new associates. I'm going to try to learn something about your culture, but I'm not going to come and say, like, if I got a friend that's Irish, I'm not going to be like, hey, man, so that potato famine, bro, I, that's yeah. not going to be my opening line. It's just I, I got I need a frame of reference, you know, yeah. and, and, and normally for like more recent shit. I'm not about to, you know, go date a Mexican girl and start talking about the fucking mines in the Aztecs or some shit like that. Like, <laughs> no, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, like them cages crazy. Yeah. Like, yo, so how you feel about ice? That's not an icebreaker. Mm. The icebreaker <laughs> should not be a conversation <laughs> about ice. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout, shout out to the Latinx community. You guys yes, are not a yes. flamey Lex podcast. So, hey, we're good. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Gotta be, you got to be kind. I think that's really important. So you don't, like, you know, do anything offensive. I yeah. think that's what you should. That's, that should be the foundation. I yeah, because like, everything else will come. 
Yeah, because right now you see uh you see Vice President, uh Madam Vice President, the Queen, uh Queen Kamala Harris. I'm just gonna refer to her as Queen Kamala Harris. I'm not gonna say vice president because this is this is your country. We just live here. All right. So mm. she is married to a white man, all right? Mm -hmm. A white dude. And let me tell you, I looked this white dude up. He's okay. All right. He he gets my stamp of approval. He didn't need it, right? But he seems like a, a cool, a cool dude. He makes her happy. And that's what she said is the most important thing. You know what I'm saying? Like when you get to a certain age, you know, and she's of a certain age. You don't have time to be picky, man. Right. You got to just find what makes you happy and, and cultivate that. Cultivate happiness, right? Don't cultivate potential. Like, oh, she's bad. Mm. She Like, she could do this in the future. Or, oh, he's this. He can do this in the future. It's like, no, what about this person makes me happy? And how can we cultivate that? You know Bar. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and that's, that, that's all it is, man. Because uh, let me tell you. Uh, I encourage everybody to date outside of their culture because that will teach you uh, that will teach you so much about your own culture and that'll teach you the pros and the cons. And that'll also teach you about other people's cultures. And then you can just start taking their shit. That's like really good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, like, and since, yeah. But have you ever dated outside your culture and, and felt like you had to represent your culture? Like all the time. Something crazy. All I the time. I, I was, uh, you know, talking to this uh, Caucasian, this Italian girl in college, and we was chilling, watching like, I think BT uh, Uncut one night, and it was like <laughs> when they, they be having wild commercials on, like at that hour, because the commercials get sleazier the later it is. And she was like, "Oh my gosh, she's fat." I was looking like, "That's a black woman, and she's not fat. She's thick." Like, like I didn't say that to her. Oh but I was my mad god. At I was mad butt. that I didn't like y'all. Really should have held my sisters down in that instance, but uh, you know I'm married to a black woman now. Say that uh, just for all the listeners, I don't know, but uh, yeah, this is a funny situation. We felt like, damn, I gotta like if, if it was a camera with a studio audience behind it, like they would be looking down at me right now. That's what's up, man. Say it loud. My <laughs> wife is black and I'm proud. Um, hey. I'm single. I'm I'm single. So. White, yellow, purple, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Come holla. Holla at the boy. But Rihanna, <laughs> it's, it's you. You first. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, man, it's crazy because, you know, right now, and all of this shit that we're talking about, it's not even on the topic. Here's the question. You're a married guy. So uh, I'm gonna, so you got to, I'm just going to ask you if you know about this, right? How are people dating in the fucking quarantine, in the pandemic? Mm. How, do, yo, how do you I'm, how do you meet new people in the yo, pandemic? that is that gotta be very challenging bro because i think you should you have to be <laughs> yo, really big on um online dating I, yeah you have to because how do you like back in the day you know th this was my, my move right i go to whole foods i'm in the produce section you know i walk up i get like an avocado walk up to a young lady like, hey <laughs> like ma'am you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm new, I'm new to the, to the, to the natural, you know, food game. You know, I'm, I'm new to picking my own produce uh, at a place like this. Can you help me tell if this avocado is ripe? You know? And she's like, oh, and, and that's a whole, that's a whole 15 minute window for me to put down my foundation. I don't want to mm. say the game. I got no game. Some of y'all just understand my story. You know what tell I'm saying? It. So listen. And so the thing is, is that, uh. You don't have that now. Now, if you see somebody in the grocery store and you walk within six feet of them, they are taking out their fucking iPhone and putting you on on damn on, on Facebook. If you <laughs> go within six feet of somebody to try to talk to them, they are taking their phone out and they're recording you. 
because you are nuts. So now you have to use the online shit. But it's like, all right, so if, if you're dating somebody, it's like, you're like, yo, so when's the last time you got tested? And they're thinking STD, and we're like, no, COVID, motherfucker. Mm. <laughs> like, yo. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's also a good opportunity to be creative, right? Like, yo, you oh, can yeah. really meet somebody, and you can be on some, like, let's have a Zoom. I know, like, apps have ways where you can watch things collectively. Disney Plus has it. I think yeah. um, Google, um, Netflix has, like, a plugin where you can watch things collectively. I think it's a way where you can kind of, you know, like, yo, I'm just thinking of something I would do. Like, I'm a, I'm a very creative person when it comes to that type of stuff. I would do, like, a Zoom. I would, like, send some food over to a young lady's house, and we can open at the same time and watch a movie together and just, like, type, you know what I mean? Or, or just, like, yo, let's let's watch it together and type, instead of whispering, let's type our responses in the chat. And I think it, 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 that can make it dope as you build up to the trust level where y'all want to risk the physical interaction. You know what I'm saying? So y'all can break that ice. And, you know, you can be in my, uh, what they call that? What they call that in my... I forgot what they call them. Like, oh, your bubble? Term. Yeah, my bubble. <laughs> yes. Bubble? <laughs> opening my bubble up to you. Like, yeah. it's a whole word for that. So I think, you know, Hold it's up. a way to be clear. Is, 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 that a, is that a no homo moment? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the LGBT <laughs> listeners. To be in my bubble. He said, yo, I'm going to open up my bubble to you, dog. <laughs> Damn. Listen, this is a very progressive yo, podcast. Good job. I like that. Listen, I, I didn't catch that with at first. But yo, I think, <laughs> I think I think it's really hard, but you gotta be creative and it can be done. Yeah, yeah. I see a lot of people doing the Zoom dates or they're doing virtual dates or they're just going out and dating with masks on, you know, and that and that's that's cool. You just gotta be creative, you know. You, you gotta you gotta and first off, not everyone's doing that. Some people are just acting like this COVID shit never happened and they're down there just partying going crazy and that's cool too man but i don't live in georgia or florida or texas and i value my life so mm. we got to teach the audience we got to be responsible with our platform so if you want to date hey man be creative you know you can still be mm -hmm. you can still be safe and be socially distant you know and still get to know somebody you can still be intimate with somebody and mm -hmm. be socially distant you know because intimacy isn't always physical you know it's the emotional connection, how you make that person feel, you know? And it's like you said, building that bank of credibility by doing all that yep, safe yep. shit. Bro, when it, let me tell you, if if you date safely during a pandemic, you will never have to have safe sex ever, you know? Because you were safe, you, you were safe with COVID, you know? And so if you're being that careful during COVID, hey man, you're good, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're good. You guys, had, you guys had time to get tested for COVID and for chlamydia. Bam, I, you know, I definitely don't envy you, you single folk out there, or unless you got like, you know, what I mean, because usually you single, you got, you might got somebody like, you know, what I mean, you got somebody that you can just holler at, you that a, a smashing buddy. I but mean, I, you know, hey man, nowadays you you don't know who they who they around. True. You know what I'm saying? Because now yeah, now yeah. now you gotta, bro. Oh shit, man! Now you gotta wear two bags over both heads. <laughs> you got a double bagging. It's a whole new meaning to double bagging, bro. You, you got a mask on. You got You can't kiss them. You know what I'm saying? Because yo, you don't know where they've been. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, All right. All yeah, right. man. I don't know, man. Yeah, that, that's crazy, man. That's crazy. It's like uh, Snoop Dogg said. He said the pussy ain't uh, <laughs> the pussy ain't good enough to get burnt while I'm up in it, and neither <laughs> is it. And 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 it's not worth catching COVID either. You know what I'm saying? No At the way. end of the day. I want to hug my grandmother and I can't hug her if I have 
uh, a fucking upper respiratory disease that will kill me. All right. So mm. that's, that's the thing, man. So if you're dating, you know, Hey man, be creative, be creative. Uh, mm. Let me, let me take a second here to re refresh my screen and uh, see where we're at because we have not followed anything that uh, we, yeah, we jumped forth. over. But um, I think, yeah. I think one thing that you could jump into that would be a perfect segue is the whole uh, Danny Lynn, Danny Lee and the baby. Yeah. Danny legs. We're talking about colorism and race and all this kind of shit. Right. So Danny lay, uh, shout out to Danny lay. I used to follow her on social media. I stopped following her when we started dating a baby. Cause I didn't want to be a hater. All right. And so, uh, <laughs> bro, I was on every, every IG live like, yo, she going to see this heart. I leave this going to be the heart. She see, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This going to be the heart. She see dog. No. And so what it was is that uh, Danny Lay is not a black woman. She's, uh, I want to say, Dominican and uh, white. And mm. she was dating a baby who is extremely dark. You know, like you got Wesley Snipes, uh, Eddie Murphy, and you got the baby now. They are mm. the pillars of blackness. Holding it down. You know what I'm saying? They're holding it down for the dark skin brothers, right? And so uh, the baby has a baby mom, has a baby daughter, and they're both all dark skin black people, North Carolina. They're tanned, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and so yep. he's dating Danny Lay, and she made a, she's beat, she was going through some shit with baby mom, and then she decided to release a song called Yellow Bone, saying mm. that that is what her boo, the baby, preferred. And mm, then uh, mm, in less than two weeks, the baby broke up with her. <laughs> and oh, uh, yes, and the baby, he broke up with her. And I'm not saying that that's what it was, but if I'm a black dude and I got my non- black woman making a song about me preferring yellow bone women i gotta get the fuck out of there <laughs> you mm. know what I'm saying? Like, See, i ain't i ain't do the knowledge to um it being a shot to his baby mother whether it was a shot or not man it's like yo it's the perception it's the climate and then mm. you ain't yellow bone that's ah. Yeah, and red right. bone and yellow bone only pertains to people of African American descent because their 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 skin tone was diluted by their Irish uh, overseer and slave master. That's why. Yes, that's where it comes yes, from. It's, yeah. it's not like something to be super proud of. It's like something that we created out of the controversy. The same way we use the N word, we took that yellow bone, red bone. We know what it came from, but we, we yes. use that as, as a it, term to describe us. That's our term. It don't term. apply to you. It don't apply yeah. to you guys. Be like Big Lotto, okay? Big Lotto. Even though she's like Big Mulatto. Yes, <laughs> anyway, that, uh, that, that, that was her name. She has officially changed her name to Big Lotto. I applaud her for that. That was the only thing stopping me from publicly being a fan of Big Lotto. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right but, now. Yeah. But, she's um, a rat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She uh she trying to get that sex thing going, that that sex um sex uh symbol. But um it just I wanted to just quote I had a dope ass quote, man. Curtis Mayfield said, Hi, yellow girl, listen, you're just the surface of this dark, deep well. And that's what yellow bones are, right? We are dark, deep well of different hues of blackness. And um, you can't claim that if you're not one of us. So when you're making statements nice. like that. I ain't mad at the baby for like, all right, she not reading the room, not in this climate right here. And it's, it's okay to say, you know what I mean? He prefer, you know me, say exotic or something. Say exotic, okay? That'd have been safer because it's yeah. a preference at the end of the day. I mean, and, and that is for me, it's like for him to do that, uh, I, I got to give him a lot of credit, man, because that he has a daughter, man, a dark-skinned daughter. And mm. that sends a, a very, a very loud statement to her. Like she's very young. 
you know what I'm saying? But she's going to have computers and the internet and she'll be able to look at her dad's past and yeah. she'll be able to see this moment. Mm-hmm. He showed what he stood for. And in that matter, the internet is so damn savage. They remind her. She yeah. posts a picture like, my daddy loved my dark skin. Your daddy ain't love it when he was with her. Like, yeah. but, now they, you. but now they got A. When it came time, like, I don't want to say he chose, but he had to make a moral decision and he, and he went with his, with his family, you know? So I can, I can salute him to that, you know? But um, here's the deal, man. Let me tell you something, man. All you light-skinned folks, all you dark-skinned folks, all of you guys are black, all right? And I know I'm one of the first per- people to make a comment or a joke about the light-skinned, dark-skinned thing. But at the end of the day, y'all all my people, man. I love yeah. all of you guys equally. However... I can't go to beach with nobody light skin. All right. <laughs> I, I can't do it because you will change colors in real time. You know what I'm saying? In real time. In real time and that shit scares me. I don't like that. <laughs> don't, don't like go to the beach and get tanned and then come chill. Like, I don't want to watch you tan. That's weird. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause then, cause then it's like, bro, it's like, do you just like avoid the sun when you want to hang around your white friends? Oh yeah. shit. Stay and woke. Light skin dogs. And light-skinned dudes, y'all always, people always want to fight y'all. So I hang light-skinned dudes always getting the most beef. Like, because they bruise easy. And so I face look, yeah, I think it's their face look punchable to people. I don't know. Yeah, man. You know, yeah, I, I, I yo, we used, to, we used to always think light-skinned dudes were soft, man. Mm. Like little. They, they, they be the first people you hook on. That, that was like the perception. Like you hooked light-skinned Joker first. Yeah. Shout, to, shout out to Nino Brown. Nino Brown. <laughs> my name. Yeah, Pretty man. Much. Fucking I'll be sure looking ass motherfuckers, man. Yo, but yeah, let's 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 touch on what's your name though, man. Speaking of black, black, blue, black, the guy that played uh Fred Hampton, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I, sure I don't know how to pronounce that. his name. Do you, can you pronounce his name? I ain't even gonna try. The guy from uh Get Out, you know what I mean? The guy that played in Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, he's the guy with the rhinos, <laughs> the dude yeah. that hung with the rhinos. Yeah, so um I, I forgot his name and I, I would I would look it up, but you know, I don't really feel like it, man, because you, all you guys are going to go watch the movie and I'll look it up after I, I, I say what I got to say. But, um, yeah, he's I a black his dude. His name is Daniel Kalua. <laughs> okay. Kalua. But um, Wait, what shout, out to, shout out to Meth Damon. I think I don't think people call him that enough. Meth Damon. What the hell is you, that? You know, Meth Damon, the guy that uh, he, he was the he was the fed. He looked like he, he they called Meth Damon because he looked like a methed out version of Matt Damon. He also oh, was in uh, Breaking Bad. <laughs> he was in Breaking Bad. So I just love that nickname. And I read that. I said, yeah, that is hilarious. Meth Damon. Oh, but yeah, um, he, he was the FBI agent. But anyway, your thoughts on that, man? I, I think that was a powerful movie. We talked about it lightly last episode. And we yeah, man. Shout, shout out to No Name. Uh, she was wrong <laughs> about that movie. If she thought that that movie was going to make it seem like uh, Mr. O'Neill was able to be redeemed that movie did the exact opposite that movie mm. was uh god like i i saw that movie so i watched it last night i watched it last night uh you know i watched it completely sober uh i mm. watched it and then um i, I just sat and thought about it like you know because it makes you feel something afterwards but you got to figure yeah. out what it is because it's not it's it, it wasn't it wasn't anger you know but it was like fuck what am I going to do? And, that, and that's, that's how I felt after watching it. And I don't know if that was the purpose of, you know, Ryan Coogler and the team that made the movie, but that's how I felt afterwards was like, yo, what, what the fuck am I going to do? Like that, the guy was 21. I say the guy, Fred Hampton, the legend, the legend, the leader, Fred Hampton, 
the the chairman, Chairman Fred Hampton was 21 years old, 21. right? 21 years old, leading a, a, a national organization, essentially, that the FBI feared because, you know, they were one of the biggest threats to, uh, to white America. As, the, as, you know, J. Edgar Hoover said, they were a bigger threat than communism, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and that's what it was. If you, if you got somebody uniting all the people, whether they're black, white, poor, gay, straight, mm-hmm. Jewish, Catholic, all of that, right? And unlike MLK, where, where, you're, where you're having a nonviolent uh, reaction, he's uniting them from a sense of militance. That's scary, man. Because yeah, he was more socialist, right? He was, yeah. he was more so trying to, like, based off what I took from it, he was really just trying to call out the uh, in, inequalities of, the, of this capitalist society, you know what I'm saying? And that we have more in common as far as, like, the, the uh, working people. Like, if you look at this uh, social hierarchy, man, social hierarchies in society is always based off of a pyramid because the, the, bigger, the bigger part of the pyramid is the bottom, and that's where most of the people in society lie, and that's the bottom of the social and economic status. And we have more in common, and we have the numbers, but we still fight amongst each other, right? And um, that's why they feared him. And it, and it just was yeah. an interesting story, man. And um, what I did before I watched it, because I, 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 I watched it with my wife, I had to make sure we were both ready to watch it. And so, but I, I watched Panther, mm-hmm. the 1995 movie. Shout out to Yes, yes. And Kadeem Hardison, uh, Mario Van Peoples did it. Yo, that was a great movie in hindsight. Like, I, I haven't watched that since I was an adult. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like something that people should go back. It's on YouTube for free, by the way. Yeah. Um. So check that out, man, because it, it really it makes references to uh, different tra- chapters. But um, I just think that was such a great movie, man. And um, and one thing I took away from it, I saw somebody try to co-op, and I was kind of offended. I saw somebody talk talk about. Let me tell you what, this is the corniest shit on social media. But I don't want to say the person, but he's gonna post this in his, in his chat. <laughs> He posted this on his, he said, y'all, I'm going to give y'all some free game, man. Politics is, politics is war without bloodshed, and, and war is, is politics with bloodshed. So he ain't put no quotations. He just said, I'm going to give y'all some free game. That irks me when people do that. Yeah. Like, why you try to take something that Frank Hampton <laughs> said in a movie? Like, we're not going to know. Like, people not going, like, we ain't just watch the same movie. <laughs> not, only did, not only that, like, it's layers to that quote, right? So, Fred Hampton said it, but Fred Hampton quoted Mao Zedong, yeah. who was the per- first person to say that quote. So, I just was like, oh, my God. Like, I just wanted to comment, like, <laughs> Black Panther, I see what you did there. I mean, not Black Panther. I want to say Judas and the Black Messiah. I wanted to just do that just to be funny, but yeah, just, like, like, hey, you, hey, you watched the movie too this weekend, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> you got HBO Max or a Fire Stick, don't you? <laughs> you watched the movie. You watched the movie. <laughs> uh, I saw that when I was scrolling. Like, look at this shit here. Yeah, that's crazy, man. You know, uh, hey, man, just like Abraham Lincoln said, man, you can't believe everything on the internet because it's in quotes. All right, <laughs> keep that in mind, man. Keep that in mind. Honest Abe, fucking very smart dude. Thank you for freeing the slaves, all right? Um, no, so the, the thing that was unique about uh, Fred Hampton, man, and, and this is why he was so feared because I love American history, man. And, and what Fred Hampton did was uh, the same thing that John Brown did. And John Brown, mm. for those who don't know, he was uh, an American abolitionist, anti-slavery activist. He was a white man, right? So when we talk about people who are allies or how do you show that you're anti-racist, be anti-racist. 
be actively mm. anti-racist, right? And so John Brown and his sons, along with him, he was cool with Harry Tubman, all these cool people from back in the day uh, in the Underground Railroad anti-slavery days. He was out there liberating freed slaves and he had poor white farmers. He had the sharecroppers. Yep, yep. He had the freedmen. He had the black slaves and they were going around fucking up plantations and freeing mm. slaves. Yep, and, yep. Uh, and and let me, let me tell you something. <laughs> Yo, uh, he... he he had a planned raid on uh, George Washington's uh, state. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's all we yeah. That's again, what ended so, it. A <laughs> lot, lot, lot of people associate when uh, Martin Luther King did the Poor People's March in Memphis mm -hmm. because he was like changing his philosophy more yeah. to like a, a common argument against like the mistreatment of poor people. And that's and what that's got like, him killed. Yes. So, so, so that's usually like the result of when you try and unite uh, people from different ethnic backgrounds, but all have the same economic interests. And that's why, you know, you have Republicans in a lot of instances getting people that, to go against their own economic interests to, to support them. Um, and, and it's just interesting, man. But I, I, I really, a lot of the thing that stood out about that movie was him, him really talking about a lot of the, the Marxists and the socialists. And people act like that is the boogeyman. Like, why, if you, why is having like good health care such a bad idea? Like, yeah, I'm, so, like, <laughs> oh, man. so here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. Um, I, I make a lot of jokes about socialism. I am 100% not a socialist. Um, I do not believe in socialism or communism, but I do believe in social programs because that was what the basis of the New Deal was. And that was established and implemented here in America by our own president. Uh, and so the thing is, is that all of the social programs that those guys were promoting and those people are promoting are great. Uh, their ideas were great. However, the issue with socialism, communism, Marxism is that when it has been in action beyond the revolution, it has always failed because mm -hmm. it always turns corrupt. And the leader, like the person that leads the revolution isn't the person that leads the new government, you know? And, and like, we always like to... Uh, you know, put Che Guevara up here on this pedestal because he led a revolution. Uh, but it's like, hey, man, what happened after? <laughs> you know, like, what happened afterwards? You know what I'm saying? Like, shit got fucking crazy, you know? And that's the thing to keep in mind is that you have these revolutionaries who have these great ideas and these great principles and these great morals, and they have to have those in order to get these movements uh, going. But they normally don't get to be the guys that run these countries or run these new, these, these new establishments you know, and, and that, and that's the problem, man. And so it's like Russia, right. Or China, you know, they have, uh, you know, socialized healthcare, but they also have, uh, no freedom of speech and yeah. they control the internet and they can just execute you for no reason. And they're also doing ethnic cleansing, both countries. Uh, both countries. Yeah, I mean, uh, what, with, with, with China, you know, it's, it's the ethnic Muslims that are there. Uh, mm -hmm. and then with Russia, you know, they're just killing gay people still. And, uh, you know, they're still fucking up Crimea, shit like that. Yep. Um, you know, just normal shit. Shit's been going on for a while that no one pays attention to because we're watching Love and Hip Hop. But that's why we can't say socialism is good, Marxism is good, communism yeah, yeah. is good. You know, we, we got to be very specific. It's just a mixture, like you said. Like that. Like you said, social program. I'm glad you made that distinction, right? So social programs, right? To, to, to establish a foundational entitlement for society. Like, we just at least be entitled to solid healthcare 
Like yeah, that's all. Nobody trying to say we have to make the same amount of money and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because no, I, no, I think no, that's no. that's unrealistic, right? Like you can't you can't squash or or um, impede the ambition of man, right? And that's what sometimes communism does, and that's why it causes corruption. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It, it, so, I mean, beyond sometimes, every time you just look yeah, at yeah, yeah. Just, just look at you know when 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 China when they had the the great leap forward, right? And they oh, made yeah. all these advances in technology and, and the military power. How many of their own people did they have to kill, right? Mm. How many of their own people did they have to starve in order to make those advances? The same mm. thing with Russia. When Russia had their big advancement uh, after their revolution and they went into no shit real communism, they, you know, they had their own genocides of their own people. And those were mm -hmm. decisions made by the government in order to support communism, you know what I'm saying? Because... Yeah. That's just how it is sometimes, man. You know, like you got to say, hey, we got to let these 100,000 people just starve because we're not going to release food from the National Reserves to feed these people because mm. that's what the legacy of communism is. It's just a bunch of people getting killed or dying. You know what I'm saying? Like we, yep, we, can't, yep. we, can't, we, can't, name, we can't name one program that has come out of communism or that has come out of true socialism that has actually worked. We can name these programs that are social programs but we can't say, hey, this socialist society, this communist society, actually, yeah, it's, none. it's something that we want to emulate. No, democracy it's, is cool. We just have to actually do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, re representative democracy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I just teach a class on that. So it's interesting. Um, but yeah, it's, it's literally no such thing as a utopian society. Everything nah. about communism, socialism is theoretical. <laughs> Yeah, and that's like nothing concrete. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like everybody gotta understand is like when you have people that say, uh, like, hey, this person is a socialist or this person is a communist, like, hey man, be careful because you're saying they want to kill you. Like you're saying, like, it's not just about redistributing wealth. Like, you gotta understand the power that these words. It's like if I call somebody a Nazi, it is because I truly in my heart believe you are a Nazi mm. and you are a threat to my existence or the existence of somebody else's, right? You know, I'm just not going to label somebody a communist because it's like, yeah. yo, you are a threat to somebody. Like, and we got to be, we got to be uh, very careful with what type of uh, language and words that we use. Um, but it was a super, super dope movie. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Uh, subscribe to HBO Max and then go watch the uh, Snyder Cut of Justice League. All right. Ooh, I can't wait for this drop. By the way, Ooh, when that drop? <laughs> when that uh, drop? March, March next month, next month. So it, yeah, it, yo, the anticipation, man. Like this little clip they dropping, it looked like that's going to be dope. And if a lot of people we, we don't trust, I mean, I, I, I don't know, I man. I'm entertained by those movies. I ain't gonna front. I'm I trust his vision, right? Mm. I, I trust his work, right? His his track record is impeccable. And even though I don't like Superman, I like his movies. I like mm. his Superman movies. I like so, everything that he does. So how much was left on the cutting room floor? Were they able to take all this old footage to make a new movie? So it's like an extra hour of stuff. But there's only but what I was what I what I read is that there's actual there's no actual new footage. So nothing was reshot. It's just stuff that they just didn't recut use and then recut or like uh so like the 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 3D modeling for um the, the main the bad guy, I forgot his fucking yeah. name with the fucking like his just gonna be different. They like they show dark side in this movie. They show like like his home world, things like that. Uh it's a bunch of shit, you know what I'm saying? Okay. And 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 so I don't know if you watch the uh like the director's cut of uh i want to say batman versus superman or the last movie or they fucking did they kind of alluded to some they already changed some of the shit in that as well 
You know what I'm saying? Mm. So you so if you watch the original version, then like the new director cut that just came out that's like three hours long, and then the Snyder cut that's about to be like the Lord of the Rings, then uh yeah, you know, you'll you'll have a lot of content to watch. But uh yeah, that's that's coming out next. And then they're still, you know, Marvel's still holding uh the Black Widow movie waiting on uh waiting on theaters. Yo, first off, I know I just said some wild shit about China earlier. Uh shout out to shout out to China. All right, on behalf of myself and LeBron James. Because uh China, <laughs> China, their movie theaters are open again, right? And they mm. just had a movie called like uh I don't know, China Detective Three. I think that's like the name of the movie. It just broke the box office record for that Avengers uh in-game had in China, like the one-day record, it broke it. And this is off of a pandemic. This damn movie. All right. Yeah. Look at look up Avengers box office record being broken. Like in a pandemic, they broke the Avengers box office record. It's a why they they just I'm looking at the headlines. They already come in that China. They talk about a bored China propels box office sales to record. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? Like like we like we like bro like we in a pandemic and they out here breaking box office records. Man, I can't even you know I can't even go to the fucking gym. You know. Yeah. But that's because. Uh, when everybody was trying to go outside the house uh, during a the pandemic, they had guards out there that would shoot you. So <laughs> that's Damn. the difference. That's the difference. So, so yeah, so that, so China, gonna, yeah, man, that, those that, this news is going to make Marvel really tuck that even longer. I mean, here's the thing, man. Uh, first off, all you got to do right is get everyone to get vaccinated, and then we can go back outside. That's it. That's it. You know, that's all. That's all you got to do. Everybody get vaccinated. You know, and if you don't want to get vaccinated, then don't do it. You know, but if you don't get vaccinated, you have to wear an armband that has a, <laughs> a V. It has a V with a fucking cross through it. So we can show that you're not vaccinated so I can stay away from you. I know that sounds, you know, like some shit they do uh, like on Attack on Titan. But uh, that's just what it is, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys, I need you like you. Yo, if you listen. All you fucking sickos out there that don't want to get a vaccine or don't want to wear a mask or socially distance yourself. Listen, man, uh, you are why I can't go watch Black Widow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you are why the new Lego movie is never coming out. You know what I'm saying? Avatar is not going to see theaters until 2025 because you don't want to wear a mask and stay in the house. You know what I'm saying? So thank you. Thank you for being a dickhead. All right. Mm. The end. But um, mm. on that. Talking about uh, another another epic battle, you know, we got Batman versus Superman, uh, the Justice League versus Darkseid, and uh, yo, we got another battle that I don't know if the world is ready for, but it is Meek Mill and Takashi Six Nine. This is this is bigger than Meek Mill and Drake. This is bigger than Fifty and Ja, bigger than Jay Z and fucking Nas. Man, you got Meek Mill. And Takashi Six Nine, they got into an altercation outside of a, a nightclub in Atlanta. In Atlanta, stay the mm. fuck out of Atlanta. Two chains already told you guys stay out of Atlanta. Fucking Ti told you guys stay out of Atlanta. Goddamn Killer Mike told you guys stay out of Atlanta, <laughs> causing fucking trouble. We just had King Von shot. We just had King Von shot not too long ago in Atlanta. All right, Murder. why are you going to Atlanta when you're not from Atlanta? causing trouble stay out of atlanta shit is hot mm. they don't need the extra attention but meek mill it's kai 69 the only reason why i'm bringing this shit up man is because meek mill made a diss song already and he didn't have that same energy when it came to drake mm. meek mill why are you scared of drake that's the question mm. 
Drake, because Drake hit his ass too hard. He ain't not to respond. But he need to listen to his big homie Hove, man. Hove told us a long time ago, man, don't argue with fools because people from a distance can't tell who's who. So he should have just played that whole situation differently. I would have just, I would have just linked on the car and I would have tried to play some cool shit. I linked in the car like, yeah, this nigga, he, he know, he know he can't. I'd have been on the, I would have played that situation so differently. I would have had a camera on me like, yo, he know he not gonna be able to touch me. He, I know I can't touch him. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like I would have played it like that, and he would have made him look like like a like the clown he already is. Exactly. Yeah, man. Keep that same energy with Drake, man. Yeah. So, and, so and, and he responded to what's name too. He responded to Wack 100 also. Yeah, he responded to Wack 100, who said, "Hey, man, who said exactly what you said? Like, yo, like don't like don't fucking do that shit. Or if you are gonna respond, then you handle your business. Like it, it ain't to it ain't to be posted on the internet or whatever. Like if, if you got a problem with a motherfucker, you handle that shit, and that's it. If not." You walk away, you know what I'm saying? Because right. you got a, a former felon who was just begging to get off probation, who finally got off probation. Then you got Kai Six Nine, who's he's doing probation. I don't know. He probably still an employee. He, he, he's probably still an employee with the uh, with the Federal Bureau of Enforcement. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has a W two from the yeah. FBI, and he's out here fucking with Meek Mill. It's just funny, man, because it's like a motherfucker that's trying to stay out of jail and a motherfucker that's trying to get motherfuckers in jail just interacting. And it's like, at the end of the day, this whole shit is funny because none of y'all really want to go to jail. And none of y'all really want to fight. And neither one of them really can fight. So it's mm. like, yo, man, y'all got security. Just, just just, like stand behind security. Make security fight. Rappers, <laughs> if you can hear me. Rappers, I, this shit is going to sound crazy. Rich rappers, if you have security, don't fight. Make your security fight each other. Make this mm. shit like Game of Thrones. Choose the champion out of your crew, right? And you choose one fighter from your crew. And they Mountain choose a fighter. Hound. Exactly. And they choose a fighter <laughs> from their crew. And when you have rap beef, y'all motherfuckers going to earn y'all check, right? So instead oh of God. rappers getting shot, nah, all y'all motherfuckers on the payroll that don't do shit but roll up weed and, and, and take up space in the studio, right? Nah, now you guys are going to fight for the honor Yo, of your just, rapper. <laughs> you just inspired me, bro. We need a new CB4, and that would be a perfect little joke right there. Like a CB, you saw CB4 before, right? Yeah, of course, man. I was <laughs> CB4 was like so ahead of its time for it to be a rap parody movie. Like we need a rap parody movie now. Oh my like, god, that and Hollywood Shuffle, dog. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we need we need those. We need something like that, but not don't let the Wayne's do it though. Please don't let them do it. Uh shout out to the Wayne's family. You guys are amazing. However, stop making movies. The end. <laughs> yeah, chill. Yeah, Hollywood chill. Shuffle, you know, Keen Ivy Wayne had a lot to do with that, even though that was really uh what's my man name? Uh damn, it escapes me. Robert Townsend. Robert Townsend, the man responsible <laughs> for five heartbeats. Anyway, <laughs> yo, so Brother. sports. Are you got you got a dip or you got time? Yeah, for I got it. I got a dip. All right, fuck it. We dip, out there, man. But uh, I, I, just before we go on sports, man, Draymond Green, interesting tape. Maybe we can touch that later. See how maybe that's something we can pick up on next week. Yeah, because uh, we don't have shit else to do. Yes. All absolutely. right, man. So uh, so we about to be out. You got anything you want to say to the people? Nah, man. Um, you know. Thank y'all for listening, man. Make sure y'all subscribe. Make sure you share. Make sure you like. Make sure you comment. Just interact so we can get these, these uh, whatever them words that's escaping me right now. That's how I know I'm tired. These algorithms going. So yeah. algorithms, we can get in the flow of things and we can get rated and get into the eyes of the people and the ears that need to hear us. 
right. I, I just want to say, uh, everybody that hate listens to this podcast, thank you. You are my most valuable listeners. I love you all. Uh, I don't have an outro. All I'm going to say is this, man. Fuck being woke. Should never been sleep. We out. <laughs>